Hello everyone, I'm Mark, the chief writer here at Maltopia, and I just wanted to remind you the sleep-wake cycle is but one of a series of interconnected horror podcasts within the wide and weird world of Maltopia. For Easter eggs, crossover events, and additional lore, please check out our other series, The Shepherd of Wolves, Red Mother, Grimland, and The Damnation Machine. And be sure to check out our free content on our Patreon page for additional lore and stories. For even more Maltopia content, consider becoming a patron. Starting for as little as $2 a month, benefits range from additional art, update videos, early episode access, our mini-podcast series, October's Children, both written and full audio pieces, such as The Lost Library, Tales of Maltopia, and The Weird Book. You can also gain access to our found footage show, The Weird Tape Series, and even our Patreon-exclusive, fully-produced audio series, Devil's Clay. So, with all that said, I will leave you to the darkness. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? 
helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Blackledge laid a pall over the morning, its solemn, polished darkness sapping the light, its sway over renewal. As a result, the pain of the not-too-distant night failed to fully lift, lingering like the smell of smoke after a fire. The city conserved darkness, especially the Chimney House district, perhaps not as intentionally as a burg the likes of Nighthead, but no less as effectively for its lack of effort. The entire patrol team was out of commission. Their bodies, while unbruised, retained the agony released from the Torturian pain battery. It was as if they'd been tortured for days upon days in the span of a single searing second, and were still being tortured. (sighs) That's why I went outside for a smoke, to escape the screaming. Only Isaiah and I were spared the effects my brother's gift having shielded us from the brunt of the detonation. His power being limited by the night, he'd focused its remaining potency only upon the two of us. It was the same old thing. World be damned but for the two of us. And I was as ungrateful as ever for his devotion. Leaning next to the entrance of the hold on my third cigarette, my morning decided it needed to get worse. Well, hello there. So, tell me, are you a member of the Rough and Tumble Special Forces Unit, or one of the esteemed reclamation agents I have heard tell of? Without thinking, my hand went to my Balik, my rage, my hatred, burning through common sense. Gand was just in time. I don't know what might have happened if he hadn't shown. 
What a splendid morning. And what a splendid surprise. What brings you here so bright and early, Councilman? Why, I thought you and your men might appreciate some of these freshly prepared donuts. Between my chauffeur and I, we might have just enough for you and your people. <laughs> or at the very least, you and perhaps your officers. That little bastard was rubbing it in. Delivering fucking donuts, knowing full well what he and this disgusting ilk had done to us. <laughs> Gan saved Botch a second time, his eyes pushing into mine for the briefest second, conveying a scalding reproach of my intentions. My hand finally came off my Balak's hilt, withdrawing slowly from the folds of my cloak. Donuts. What a fine and friendly gesture, my good friend. I do hope this means you've forgiven us for failing to discover those explosives set in your wonderful edifice to goodwill. We looked as thoroughly as we could, given the time you'd allotted. Did your security teams manage to track down the culprits? Water under the bridge, Assistant Mysterian. And yes, we did manage to eliminate at least one of the perpetrators. We cornered several of them last night. Regrettably, we only managed to rid ourselves of the one, but there's always tonight. I have a feeling they won't quit their antics until a fuller confrontation is achieved. Pity that. Indeed. And congratulations on your, albeit small, victory. However, as we have some expertise with dealing with such fanatics... They do tend to punch above their weight. More than one lion had its life ended by a clever viper. True enough, though I wonder how many vipers have prevailed against tanks. Few, if any, I suspect. I couldn't see the sense in all the dancing around, speaking in not-so-veiled terms. But it was Gan's show. I just had to play along. Now, let me take those fine-smelling donuts off your hands. Agent, won't you give me a hand? Of course, sir. Will you be joining us inside, Councilman? No, I'm afraid I have quite a few errands I have yet to run. There's going to be quite a party this evening, you see, and I must make sure that I and my people are properly attired. I'd invite you, but I know you've likely more pressing engagements. What with you and your leaving tomorrow morning? Right you are. Right you are indeed. Well then, I do hope I'll have the pleasure of speaking with you before we leave. But if not, farewell, Councilman Botch, and thank you for the donuts. I won't forget your kindness any time soon. You can be certain of that. You're very welcome, Assistant Mysterian Gand. And you never know, perhaps we'll meet again soon. Enjoy your donuts.
After Gand threw the donuts in the trash, he calmly made his way to the back of the hold, where the fallen fire team was being tended to by none other than Dr. Isaiah Stroud. Apparently, while I was away smoking amongst the morning birds and sunbeams, my brother was trying to cure what ailed the soldiers. His power was far from any kind of therapeutic, but apparently it could snuff the supernatural qualities of the enduring pain the Torturian battery had imparted. So, once the sun had climbed high enough into the morning sky, Isaiah was able to banish the pain from the fallen soldiers' bodies. Well, the physical pain, at least. I didn't know if their minds would ever be the same. But at least they were on their feet again and ready to hold the line, for all the good it would do. Our only real hope was the plan, taking out the crematorium and importing Mr. Sugar into the final conflict. God only knew what kind of help he'd be. Congratulations, Dr. Stroud. I see your patients are recovering quite nicely. Yeah, well, just don't ask me to perform surgery. I'm, uh, all thumbs. Just glad I could help the guys out. Never seen anyone in that kind of pain before. Still, I might have only bought them a reprieve. I gotta make damn sure the crematorium's totally out of commission. And I'm certain you will. But first, I need something done, and your sister is the one to do it. Just before our ill-fated patrol of the outer perimeter, Isaiah and I had brought Gand up to speed. About everything, except Mr. Sugar, that is. Granted, we had to claim the information came to us through investigations into the city and not our inhuman brother, but we managed well enough. Equipped with all the relevant facts, he seemed more than willing to sign on to our plan of action. <laughs> he even complimented it. Wonders never cease. Out of all the gems we tossed at him, Gan seemed most interested with the one about Nighthead, or more specifically, Undor, that they offered to let Blackledge join their little cabal, if only the Scream Eaters could deliver the goods on the Magic Lantern Club. Apparently, he'd been busy working the lead. Agent Stroud, I want you to take a little trip to the Wickerton Alumni Apartment Building, Room 427. That's precisely where you'll find Mr. Ephraim Listor, the man from Undur who intends to betray his country to inhuman forces. I want to know what he knows, and then I want him disposed of, quietly. He should be tucked away sufficiently well that he won't be found before the ritual is underway. He's under guard, but I'm sure you'll manage. That was all he said before he turned and vanished into the outer corridor, speaking into his earpiece as he went, expecting his will to be done as he laid it out, no questions. Isaiah eyed me warily, like he was readying to catch a child about to take their first steps. You... you okay? He could have said a lot more. That it would all be okay, that this was the moment we'd always talked about. Or even, do you want me to see if I can talk Gand into letting me join you on the assignment? But he didn't. He wanted me to go through this moment on my own. Feel it out. Deal with it. He wanted me to process what it meant to be called upon to kill in cold blood. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm okay. I made the decision to stay on, and I knew this was coming. 
My brother's eyes were almost always ice, solid points of the coldest strength. But not now. Now they looked sad. I knew this wasn't what he wanted for me, no matter how this conflicted with his belief that it was necessary. It was likely a moment just like this one, so many years ago, that had stolen his own innocence. Granted, this wasn't the first time I'd killed, but it would be the first time I murdered. How long before that distinction was as lost on me as it was on Isaiah? <laughs> I almost laughed, reflecting on how I'd intended to kill Botch. How I'd sworn to cut him down to his own screams. Given how utterly lost I felt, I couldn't imagine what I would have done if I'd been able to come out from under Botch's bed. Jesus, what a mess that had been. Not being able to close the deal. Sugar must have known, too. But I had a feeling he'd since changed his mind. I could see him in my mind's eye, standing next to the open door leading out from beneath Ephraim Lister's bed. A smile like an autumn sunset. Sweet and burning. Romy didn't say much before we went our separate ways. Her parting expression hadn't uh, reconciled the difference between determination and not having a choice, so I could still tell them apart, if only barely. But if she was going to stay on, if we were both in this thing for the long haul, she was going to have to get her hands dirty. There was no way around it. The irony of the whole thing was... She was far better suited to the job than even myself. Between the two of us, it was uh, her skill set what marked her for a hunter. A killer. She was a killing dream, armed with a sword born from nightmare. She could come at you from the shadows, the sky, <laughs> from your sleep. She could slip traps of all sorts, unhinge reality with a glance from her burning blue eyes. Now me... Well, I was just a schmuck with a couple of cold guns and a penchant for enforcing the status quo. I just knew how to make it all work was all. That and somewhere along the way I lost my conscience. Or maybe I just kicked it to the curb. Either way, if you're going to kill on the regular, there's no place for morality. I recalled my sister's eyes back when she'd cut down the torturian contraption from last night. It wasn't necessarily that she was changing, mutating into some aberration, but that she was coming into her own, which she was always meant to be. I couldn't stand the thought of losing her a second time. By the time I hit Taffeta Street, I'd probably caught about a dozen tails. Bunch of amateurs, the whole friggin' lot of them. The trick to losing a tail is uh, to get them used to you. Let them melt into your pattern. Make it easy. Once they're all settled in, their expectations nice and trained, you throw your curveball. But that was for later. Right now, I was still making it easy. Grabbing some lunch at a sandwich stand, purchasing a brand new timepiece, and most importantly, buying a fine gray suit. I'd gotten good at picking ones that fit right off the rack. 
Of course, the uh, salesperson handled the whole process, start to finish. My ritual demands I not touch it at all. Not until I unwrapped it and put it on. Right before I begin. My shopping concluded, I made my way back to the Brookman Arms, my pace lazy and slow. Once I hit the always empty lobby, I started to whistle. It felt great to finally indulge. If I missed anything about my stay in Blackledge, it'd be the acoustics. I was about to the third floor when the elevator stopped and the doors opened. An enormous masked woman stepping inside. She was dressed all in white, her silken skirts whispering across the threshold, her face hidden behind a cracked porcelain mask, the face of a lamb. And then there was the uh, smell like wet soil, bitter and coarse. Going up, I couldn't see her smile, but I could picture it, pushing up the pale weight of her sagging cheeks, her lips the blood red of a fresh wound. Not usually, but today, yes. All the way to the top. I came here to visit someone. Her voice was deep and old and cracked. I backpedaled instinctively, my hackles rising. Even with the revolvers nearby, I felt helpless. He's a good boy, this someone. He sends me presents now and then. Why, just the other day, he sent me a quiet little flower. He plucked it from the edge of town where the city falls away to ruin. He said he'd be sending more. Today, in fact. I collect them, you see. Hang them inside my cottage within the woods. But not all the flowers are the same. This next one he wishes to pluck? Oh my! A flower worth more than the luscious gardens. But this one is stubborn. Its roots deeper and stronger than they have a right to be. That's why I've come to visit. To help him harvest it. My briefcase fell to the floor. I couldn't even move to pick it up. I'd never felt so powerless. Stooping, the ponderous woman swept my case into her snow-white hands, holding it tight. I could hear its leather straining beneath her grip. Yet her clutching hands remained pale, no widening blood vessels coloring their efforts. When she handed the case back, it was colder than ever, and I felt an endless winter fall over my thoughts. 
Images of the sky turned white and dead. Stars frozen solid within the pale firmament. I pictured a world where darkness no longer settled across the night. Instead, just a dull gray light that seemed wrung from stone. All its people marched aimless through a vast garden of cold machines, their colorless, lidless eyes fixed upon the terrible white void that had consumed them all. And yet they could not cry. They could not care. I snapped out of my stupor and the masked woman was gone. I wasn't even sure she'd been there in the first place. I laid the suit out on the bed, right next to the new watch. I hated that I'd given up on my collection of busted watches. After every hunt, the very second I was able to, I'd smash my watch. The shattered timepiece marked the exact moment I'd quit my dream. Woken up. (sighs) But trophies and collections are like windows into their owner's heads, and I didn't like the idea of someone potentially using it to size me up, get some kind of read on me. So, as much as it hurt to part with it, I ended up deep-sixing my collection, burying the watches at the spot where my first solo mission had concluded. Only seemed fitting. These days, my only collection was my cars, and that was only because I kept buying new ones. You always gotta have the right car for the job, whether it's for speed, blending in, staking out, moving bodies... You especially can't use the same vehicle to tail someone twice. After a while, the things just sort of piled up. Only made sense to rent out a storage place to keep them all. What else was I going to do with my salary? As generous as it was meaningless. As for my gray suits, well, that part of my ritual hasn't changed. They're always burned right after the job. It was nice to be able to inject some flourish into the job again, pretty things up inside my head. Because that whole deal back in Marrow's, well, to me, it was a great big sore thumb. There was no ritual to it, no poetry. I just rolled with it, start to finish. It was like a page of scribble inside a journal filled with calligraphy. All those exos I put away or put down, Neatly. Cleanly. Whatever happened during the hunt, it was bookended by the ritual, made into a definitive event, a self-contained dream. But now the symmetry of my recollection was broken, all because of some eel kid with delusions of grandeur. I was tempted to go for my eyes just thinking about it, but then I realized my urge to tick was gone. Just like before, when I'd come back from... uh, I didn't want to think about that, or its possible connection to the woman in the elevator. I just needed to put my head right, get that suit on, strap on my watch, and get to it. Once I put the watch on, 
there was no going back. The suit and the watch were either destroyed at the end of the hunt, or they joined me in the ground. There was no other possible outcome. Like a sheath of translucent, molted skin, the plastic came away from the suit. My transformation beginning in earnest. My body glided into the gray attire, the fabric whispering over my skin. The world let go of me the instant the watch clutched my wrist. The only time a hunting dog knows freedom is in between the unclasping of its leash and the final breath of its prey. And now, the leash was off. Well, 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 you all actually showed up. (laughs) I hope you don't mind the decor, but caves are just so wonderfully secluded. (laughs) And I can't tell you how delighted it makes me, all of us black sheep, in one place. I rarely heed the call of family, but an invitation to the slaughter, well, that does whet the appetite, now doesn't it? And tell me, sugar, will I have the pleasure to once again stand before my brother? Isaiah is only your half-brother, Coochus. And it's certainly a distinct possibility. (laughs) Maybe this time you'll even take him up on that milkshake. (laughs) However, you will get to meet your dearest half-sister, Rosemary. She's the one we're really going to be protecting after all. Aw, our little sister. The one Daddy Dearest dotes on. Can't wait to meet her. I don't give a shit about any of our father's bastards. Just tell me who or what needs the killing. (laughs) You're gonna love this. Especially you, Tagus. Why, we're gonna be killing... Scream Eaters! <laughs> Why, Mr. Sugar, you crafty little monster, what a splendid reason for a family reunion. What a splendid reason, indeed. The Sleep-Wake Cycle is a Maltopia production. Today's episode was written by Mark Anzalone and performed by Kelly Bear and Mark Anzalone. The episode was edited by Walker Kornfeld. Sound production and editing was performed by Stephen Anzalone. Check us out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Maltopia. That's M-A-E-L-T-O-P-I-A. 
And if you'd like to know more about the world of the sleep-wake cycle and contribute to its nightmarish expansion, visit us at www.patreon.com forward slash Meltopia, where you can gain access to all sorts of art, mythology, stories, and more. For more information about the sleep-wake cycle and the larger world of Meltopia, head over to Meltopia.com. Mother's Day is just around the corner, and it's time to pamper the special moms in your life. In what better way than with Osea's limited-edition skincare sets, featuring clean, vegan, cruelty-free products that are safe for your skin and the planet. Osea is a women-founded, women-led brand that's been making seaweed-infused products for nearly 30 years. This Mother's Day, Osea has two limited-edition sets, perfect for gifting or keeping for yourself. Their Golden Glow Body Set includes three clinically proven bestsellers for silky, smooth, glowing skin, while the Glow and Go Facial Set has everything she needs to achieve spa-level results at home. They're so beautiful, you can skip the wrapping. For a limited time, you can save up to $48 on Osea's sets, plus get free shipping. That's Mother's Day made easy. Pamper the moms in your life and get 10% off your first order site-wide with code MOM at OseaMalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A Malibu.com, code MOM.